أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين إهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغلوب عليهم ولا الضالين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ياسين والقرآن الحكيم إنك لمن المرسلين على صراط مستقيم تنزيل العزيز الرحيم لتنذر قوما ما أنذر آباؤهم فهم غافلون لقد حق القول على أكثرهم فهم لا يؤمنون إنا جعلنا في أعناقهم أغلالا فهي إلى الأذقان فهم مكمحون وجعلنا من بين أيديهم سدا ومن خلفهم سدا فأغشيناهم فهم لا يبسرون وسواء عليهم أأنذرتهم أم لم تنذرهم لا يؤمنون إنما تنذر من اتبع الذكر وخشي الرحمن بالغيب فبشره بمغفرة وأجر كريم إنا نحن نحيي الموتى ونكتب ما قدموا وآثارهم وكل شيء أحصيناه في إمام مبين واضرب لهم مثلا أصحاب القرية إذ جاءها المرسلون إذ أرسلنا إليهم اثنين فكذبوهما فعززنا بثالث فقالوا إنا إليكم مرسلون قالوا ما أنتم إلا بشر مثلنا وما أنزل الرحمن من شيء إن أنتم إلا تكذبون قالوا ربنا يعلم إنا إليكم لمرسلون وما علينا إلا البلاغ المبين قالوا إنا تطيرنا بكم لئن لم تنتهوا لنرجمنكم وليمسنكم منا عذاب أليم قالوا طائركم معكم أئن ذكرتم بل أنتم قوم مسرفون وجاء من أقصى المدينة رجل يسعى قال يا قوم اتبعوا المرسلين 
اتبعوا من لا يسألكم أجرا وهم مهتدون وما لي لا أعبد الذي فطرني وإليه ترجعون أأتخذ من دونه آلهة إن يردني الرحمن بضر لا تغني عني شفاعتهم شيئا ولا ينقذون إني إذا لفي ضلال مبين إني آمنت بربكم فاسمعون قيل دخل الجنة قال يا ليت قومي يعلمون بما غفر لي ربي وجعلني من المكرمين وما أنزلنا على قومه من بعده من جند من السماء وما كنا منزلين إن كانت إلا صيحة واحدة فإذا هم خامدون يا حسرة على العباد ما يأتيهم من رسول إلا كانوا به يستهزئون ألم يروا كم أهلكنا قبلهم من الكرون أنهم إليهم لا يرجعون وإن كل لما جميع لدينا محضرون وآية لهم الأرض الميتة أحييناها وأخرجنا منها حبا فمنه يأكلون وجعلنا فيها جنات من نخيل وأعناب وفجرنا فيها من العيون ليأكلوا من ثمره وما عملته أيديهم أفلا يشكرون سبحان الذي خلق الأزواج كلها مما تنبت الأرض ومن أنفسهم ومما لا يعلمون وآية لهم الليل نسلخ منه النهار فإذا هم مظلمون والشمس تجري لمستقر لها ذلك تقدير العزيز العليم والقمر قدرناه منازل حتى عادك العرجون القديم للشمس ينبغي لها أن تدرك القمر ولا الليل سابق النهار وكل في فلك يسبحون وآية لهم أنا حملنا ذريتهم في الفلك المشحون وخلقنا لهم من مثله ما يركبون وإن نشأ نغرقهم فلا صريخ لهم ولا هم ينقذون إلا رحمة منا ومتاعا إلى حين وإذا قيل لهم اتقوا ما بين أيديكم وما خلفكم لعلكم ترحمون وما تأتيهم من آية من آيات ربهم إلا كانوا عنها معرضين 
وَإِذَا قِيلَ لَهُمْ أَنْفِقُوا مِمَّا رَزَقَكُمُ اللَّهُ قَالَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَنُطْعِمُ مَنْ لَوْ يَشَاءُ اللَّهُ أَطْعَمَهُ إِنْ أَنْتُمْ إِلَّا فِي ضَلَالٍ مُبِينٍ وَيَقُولُونَ مَتَى هَذَا الْوَعَدُ إِنْ كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ مَا يَنْذُرُونَ إِلَّا صَيْحَةً وَاحِدَةً تَأْخُذُهُمْ وَهُمْ يَخِصِّمُونَ فَلَا يَسْتَطِيعُونَ تَوْسِيَةً وَلَا إِلَى أَهْلِهِمْ يَرْجِعُونَ وَنُفِخَ فِي السُّورِ فَإِذَا هُمْ مِنَ الْأَجْدَاثِ إِلَى رَبِّهِمْ يَنْسِلُونَ قَالُوا يَا وَيْلَنَا مَنْ بَعَثَنَا مِنْ مَرْقَدِنَا هَذَا مَا وَعَدَ الرَّحْمَنُ وَصَدَقَ الْمُرْسَلُونَ إن كانت إلا صيحة واحدة فإذا هم جميع لدينا محضرون فاليوم لا تظلم نفس شيئا ولا تجزون إلا ما كنتم تعملون إن أصحاب الجنة اليوم في شغل فاكهون هم وأزواجهم في ظلال على الأرائك متكئون لهم فيها فاكهة ولهم ما يدعون سلام قولا من رب رحيم وامتاز اليوم أيها المجرمون ألم أعهد إليكم يا بني آدم ألا تعبدوا الشيطان إنه لكم عدو مبين وأن يعبدوني هذا صراط مستقيم ولقد أضل منكم جبلا كثيرا فلم تكونوا تعقلون هذه جهنم التي كنتم توعدون اصلوها اليوم بما كنتم تكفلون اليوم نختم على أفواههم وتكلمنا أيديهم وتشهد أرجلهم بما كانوا يكسبون وَلَوْ نَشَاءُ لَطَمَسْنَا عَلَىٰ أَعْيُنِهِمْ فَاسْتَبَقُوا الصِّرَاطَ فَأَنَّا يُبْسِرُونَ وَلَوْ نَشَاءُ لَمَسَخْنَاهُمْ عَلَىٰ مَكَانَتِهِمْ فَمَا اسْتَطَاعُوا مُضِيًّا وَلَا يَرْجِعُونَ وَمَنْ نُعَمِّرْهُ نُنَكِّسْهُ فِي الْخَلْقِ أَفَلَا يَعْقِلُونَ وَمَا عَلَّمْنَاهُ الشِّعْرَ وَمَا يَنْبَغِي لَهُ إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا ذِكْرٌ وَقُرْآنٌ مُبِينٌ لِيُنْذِرَ مَنْ كَانَ حَيًّا وَيَحِقَّ الْقَوْلُ عَلَى الْكَافِرِينَ أَوَلَمْ يَرَوْا أَنَّا خَلَقْنَا لَهُمْ مِمَّا عَمِلَتْ أَيْدِيْنَا أَنْعَامًا فَهُمْ لَهَا مَالِكُونَ 
وَذَلَّلْنَاهَا لَهُمْ فَمِنْهَا رَكُوبُهُمْ وَمِنْهَا يَأْكُلُونَ وَلَهُمْ فِيهَا مَنَافِعُ وَمَشَارِبُ أَفَلَا يَشْكُرُونَ وَاتَّخَذُوا مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ آلِهَةً لَعَلَّهُمْ يُنْصَرُونَ لَا يَسْتَطِيعُونَ نَصْرَهُمْ وَهُمْ لَهُمْ جُنْدٌ مُحْضَرُونَ فَلَا يَحْزُنْكَ قَوْلُهُمْ إِنَّا نَعْلَمُ مَا يُسِرُّونَ وَمَا يُعْلِنُونَ أَوَلَمْ يَرَ الْإِنسَانُ أَنَّا خَلَقْنَاهُ مِنْ نُطْفَةٍ فَإِذَا هُوَ خَصِيمٌ مُبِينٌ وَضَرَبَ لَنَا مَثَلًا وَنَسِيَ خَلْقَهُ قال من يحيي العظام وهي رميم قل يحييها الذي أنشأها أول مرة وهو بكل خلق عليم الذي جعل لكم من الشجر الأخضر نارا فإذا أنتم منه توقدون أوليس الذي خلق السماوات والأرض بقادر على أن يخلق مثلهم بلى وهو الخلاق العليم إنما أمره إذا أراد شيئا أن يقول له كن فيكون فسبحان الذي بيده ملكوت كل شيء وإليه ترجعون صدق الله العظيم اللهم آمين أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إنا كنا من الظالمين إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيرنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما بقدر عظمة ذاتك في كل وقت وحين اللهم إنا نحتفظك ونستودعك أدياننا وأبداننا وأنفسنا وأهلنا وأولادنا وأولادنا وأموالنا وكل شيء أعطيتنا اللهم اجعلنا وإياهم في كنفك وأمانك وعياذك من كل شيطان مريد وجبار عنيد وذي بغي وذي حسد ومن شر كل ذي شر إنك على كل شيء قدير اللهم جملنا بالعافية والسلام وحققنا بالتقوى والاستقامة 
وأعذنا من موجبات الندامة إنك سميع الدعاء اللهم اغفر لنا ولوالدينا وأولادنا ومشايخنا وأصحابنا وإخواننا في الدين ولمن أحبنا فيك ولمن أحسن إلينا والمؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات الأحياء منهم والأموات إنك سميع قريب مجيب الدعوات برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين وصل اللهم على عبدك ورسولك سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم وارزقنا كمال المتابعة له ظاهرا وباتنا في عافية وسلامة برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين يا الله يا الله يا الله ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار وأدخلنا الجنة مع الأبرار يا عزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه يجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله سيدنا محمد رسول الله اللهم آمين 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 أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما تقدموا لأنفسكم من خير تجدوه عند الله هو خيرا وأعظم أجرا واستغفروا الله إن الله غفور رحيم أستغفر الله 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 
اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما بقدر عظمة ذاتك في كل وقت وحين فاعلم أنه لا إله إلا الله 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 
لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله سيدنا محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله الصمد لم يلد ولم يولد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الذين قال لهم الناس إن الناس قد جمعوا لكم فاخشوهم فزادهم إيمانا وقالوا حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل 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 
حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل حسبنا الله ونعم الوكيل فانقلبوا بنعمة من الله وفضل لم يمسسهم سوء واتبعوا ردوان الله والله ذو فضل عظيم اللهم يا لطيف ألطف بنا فيما جرت به المقادير اللهم يا لطيف ألطف بنا فيما جرت به المقادير اللهم يا لطيف ألطف بنا فيما جرت به المقادير وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم اللهم آمين أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين 
إِنَّ اللَّهَ وَمَلَائِكَتَهُ يُصَلُّونَ عَلَى النَّبِيِّ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا صَلُّوا عَلَيْهِ وَسَلِّمُوا تَسْلِيمًا اللهم صل على سيدنا ومولانا محمد صاحب التاج والمعراج والبراك والعلم دافع البلاء والوباء والقحط والمرض والألم اسمه مكتوب مرفوع مشفوع منكوش في اللوه والقلم سيد العرب والعجم جسمه مقدس معتر متهر منور في البيت والحرم شمس الدحى بدر الدجى صدر العلا نور الهدى كهف الورى مصباح الظلم جميل الشيم شفيع الأمم صاحب الجود والكرم والله عاصمه وجبريل خادمه والبراك مركبه والمعراج سفره وسدرة المنتهى مقامه وقاب قوسين مطلوبه والمطلوب مقصوده والمقصود موجوده سيد المرسلين خاتم النبيين شفيع المذنبين أنيس الغريبين رحمة للعالمين راحة العاشقين مراد المشتاقين شمس العارفين سراج السالكين مصباح المقربين محب الفقراء والغرباء والمساكين سيد الثقلين نبي الحرمين إمام القبلتين وسيلتنا في الدارين وسيلتنا في الدارين صاحب قاب قوسين محبوب رب المشرقين والمغربين جد الحسن والحسين جد الحسن والحسين مولانا ومولى الثقلين أبي القاسم محمد بن عبد الله نور من نور الله نور من نور الله يا أيها المشتاقون بنور جماله صلوا عليه وآله وأصحابه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا ومولانا محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما بقدر عظمة ذاتك في كل وقت وحيم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار وارغلنا الجنة مع الأبرار يا عزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم 
وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله سيدنا محمد رسول الله اللهم آمين 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 بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا علي يا عظيم يا حليم يا عليم أنت ربي وعلمك حسبي فنعم الرب ربي ونعم الحسب حسبي تنسر من تشاء وأنت العزيز الرحيم نسألك العصمة في الحركات والسكنات والكلمات والإرادات والخطرات من الشكوك والذنون والأوهام الساترة للقلوب عن مطالعة الغيوب فقد ابتلي المؤمنون وزلزلوا زلزالا شديدا وإذ يقول المنافقون والذين في قلوبهم مرض ما وعدنا الله ورسوله إلا غرورا فثبتنا وانصرنا وسخر لنا هذا البحر كما سخرت البحر لموسى وسخرت النار لإبراهيم وسخرت الجبال والحديد لداود وسخرت الريح والشياطين والجن لسليمان وسخر لنا كل بحر هو لك في الأرض والسماء والملك والملكوت وبحر الدنيا وبحر الآخرة وسخر لنا كل شيء يا من بيده ملكوت كل شيء كاف هايا عين صاد كاف هايا عين صاد كاف هايا عين صاد انصرنا فإنك خير الناصرين وافتح لنا فإنك خير الفاتحين 
وَغُفِرُ لَنَا فَإِنَّكَ خَيْرُ الْغَافِرِينَ وَارْحَمْنَا فَإِنَّكَ خَيْرُ الرَّاحِمِينَ وَارْزُقْنَا فَإِنَّكَ خَيْرُ الرَّازِقِينَ وَاهْدِنَا وَنَجِّنَا مِنَ الْقَوْمِ الظَّالِمِينَ وَهَبْ لَنَا رِيحًا طَيِّبَةً كَمَا هِيَ فِي عِلْمِكَ وَانْشُرْهَا عَلَيْنَا مِنْ خَزَائِنِ رَحْمَتِكَ وَاحْمِلْنَا بِهَا حَمْلَ الْكَرَامَةِ مَعَ السَّلَامَةِ وَالْعَافِيَةِ فِي الدِّينِ وَالدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ إنك على كل شيء قدير اللهم يسر لنا أمورنا مع الراحة لقلوبنا وأبداننا والسلامة والعافية في دنيانا وديننا وكن لنا صاحبا في سفرنا وخليفة في أهلنا واطمس على وجوه أعدائنا وامسخهم على مكانتهم فلا يستطيعون المضيء ولا المجيء إلينا ولو نشاء لطمسنا على أعينهم فاستبقوا الصراط فأنا يبسرون ولو نشاء لمسخناهم على مكانتهم فما استطاعوا مضيا ولا يرجعون ياسين والقرآن الحكيم إنك لمن المرسلين على صراط مستقيم تنزيل العزيز الرحيم لتنذر قوما ما أنذر آباؤهم فهم غافلون لقد حق القول على أكثرهم فهم لا يؤمنون إنا جعلنا في أعناقهم أغلالا فهي إلى الأذقان فهم مكمحون وجعلنا من بين أيديهم سدا ومن خلفهم سدا فأغشيناهم فهم لا يبسرون شاهت الوجوه شاهت الوجوه شاهت الوجوه وعنت الوجوه للحي القيوم وقد خاب من حمل ظلما طاسين حاميم عين قاف 
Marajal Bahraini Yaltaqiyan Bainahuma Barzakhulla Yabugiyan Hamim 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 Humal Amru Wajan Nasrufa Alayna Layun Sanun Hamim Tanzilul Kitabi Min Allahil Azizil Alim غافر الذنب وقابل التوب شديد العقاب ذي التون لا إله إلا هو إليه المصير بسم الله بابنا تبارك حيطاننا ياسين سقفنا كاف ها يا عين صاد كفايتنا حاميم عين سين قاف حمايتنا فسيكفيكهم الله وهو السميع العليم فسيكفيكهم الله وهو السميع العليم فسيكفيكهم الله وهو السميع العليم ستر العرش مسبول علينا وعين الله ناظرة إلينا بحول الله لا يقدر علينا والله من ورائهم محيط بل هو قرآن مجيد في لوح محفوظ فالله خير حافظا وهو أرحم الراحمين فالله خير حافظا وهو أرحم الراحمين فالله خير حافظا وهو أرحم الراحمين إن وليي الله الذي نزل الكتاب وهو يتولى الصالحين إن وليي الله الذي نزل الكتاب وهو يتولى الصالحين إن وليي الله الذي نزل الكتاب وهو يتولى الصالحين حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم حسبي الله لا إله إلا هو عليه توكلت وهو رب العرش العظيم
بسم الله الذي لا يضر مع اسمه شيء في الأرض ولا في السماء وهو السميع العليم بسم الله الذي لا يضر مع اسمه شيء في الأرض ولا في السماء وهو السميع العليم بسم الله الذي لا يضر مع اسمه شيء في الأرض ولا في السماء وهو السميع العليم أعوذ بكلمات الله التامات من شر ما خلق أعوذ بكلمات الله التامات من شر ما خلق أعوذ بكلمات الله التامات من شر ما خلق ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه وسلم بسم الله والحمد لله رب العالمين أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الله لطيف بعباده يرزق من يشاء وهو القوي العزيز يا لطيف 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 يا لطيفا بخلقه يا عليما بخلقه يا خبيرا بخلقه ألطف بنا يا لطيف يا عليم يا خبير 
يا لطيفا بخلقه يا عليما بخلقه يا خبيرا بخلقه ألطف بنا يا لطيف يا عليم يا خبير يا لطيفا بخلقه يا عليما بخلقه يا خبيرا بخلقه ألطف بنا يا لطيف يا عليم يا خبير اللهم يا من لطفت في خلق السماوات والأرض ولطفت بالأجنة في بطون أمهاتها ألطف بنا لطفا يليك بكرمك ورحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين يا الله اللهم يا من جعلت الصلاة على النبي من القربات نتقرب إليك بكل صلاة سليت عليه من أول النشأة إلى ما لا نهاية من الكمالات بسم الله ما شاء الله لا يسوق الخير إلا الله بسم الله ما شاء الله لا يصرف السوء إلا الله بسم الله ما شاء الله وما بكم من نعمة فمن الله بسم الله ما شاء الله لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله بسم الله ما شاء الله لا يسوق الخير إلا الله بسم الله ما شاء الله لا يصرف السوء إلا الله بسم الله ما شاء الله وما بكم من نعمة فمن الله بسم الله ما شاء الله لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله بسم الله ما شاء الله لا يسوق الخير إلا الله بسم الله ما شاء الله لا يصرف السوء إلا الله بسم الله ما شاء الله وما بكم من نعمة فمن الله بسم الله ما شاء الله لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اللهم صل صلاة كاملة وسلم سلاما تاما على سيدنا محمد الذي تنحل به العقد وتنفرج به الكرب وتقضى به الحوائج وتنال به الرغائب وحسن الخواتيم ويستسقى الغمام بوجهه الكريم وعلى آله وصحبه في كل لمحة ونفس بعدد كل معلوم لك 
اللهم صل صلاة كاملة وسلم سلاما تاما على سيدنا محمد الذي تنحل به العقد وتنفرج به الكرب وتقضى به الحوائج وتنال به الرغائب وحسن الخواتيم ويستسقى الغمام بوجهه الكريم وعلى آله وصحبه في كل لمحة ونفس بعدد كل معلوم لك اللهم صل صلاة كاملة وسلم سلاما تاما على سيدنا محمد الذي تنحل به العقد وتنفرج به الكرب وتقضى به الحوائج وتنال به الرغائب وحسن الخواتيم ويستسقى الغمام بوجهه الكريم وعلى آله وصحبه في كل لمحة ونفس بعدد كل معلوم لك Inshallah, we'll continue with Dhikr Jami'ah. La ilaha illallah, Muhammadun Rasulullah, Fi kulli lamhatin wa nafasin adada ma wasi'ahu ilmullah. La ilaha illallah, Muhammadun Rasulullah, Fi kulli lamhatin wa nafasin adada ma وسيعه علم الله لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله في كل لمحة ونفس عدد ما وسيعه علم الله لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله في كل لمحة ونفس عدد ما وسيعه علم الله لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله في كل لمحة ونفس عدد ما وسيعه علم الله لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله في كل لمحة ونفس عدد ما وسيعه علم الله لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله في كل لمحة ونفس عدد ما وسيعه علم الله إن شاء الله ميك دعانا اللهم أمين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد
كما صليت على سيدنا إبراهيم وعلى آل سيدنا إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد كما بركت على سيدنا إبراهيم وعلى آل سيدنا إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد O oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we pray for our Shaykh, teacher, Murshid, and master, Sayyidina Shaykh Faisal Hamid Abdul Razak. O oh Allah, may you increase him in knowledge and wisdom. O oh Allah, may you protect him from evil, and we pray that he will lead his marids on the straight path towards you. O oh Allah, we pray for the Shaykh and his family. We pray that you strengthen them in Iman, keep them in good health, and grant them long life in Islam. O oh Allah, we pray that you protect them from all evil, ease their trials, and grant them the sweetness of paradise. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fi al-akhirati hasana wa qina adhab al-nar. Allah forgive us for our sins and guide us on the straight path leading to paradise. O oh Allah, you know the needs of all of us present here. O oh Allah, answer our dawn and take care of our needs. O oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we pray for our parents that you grant them your grace and mercy as they raised us in childhood. O oh, oh Allah, grant our parents long life and good health in Islam. O oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, forgive our parents and grant them paradise. O Allah, for our parents who have passed away and returned to you, Allah, we beg you to forgive them. O Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, we pray for all the murids of Shaykh Faisal throughout the world. O Allah, we pray that you ease our trials and grant us the strength to face our trials. O Allah, make it easy for us to gain true knowledge and to practice it, to be good murids and to get ever closer to you. O Allah, you know the needs of all of the murids. O Allah, we beg you to answer our dua and take care of our needs. O oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we pray for all the Muslims around the world. O oh Allah, we pray that you strengthen us in Iman. O oh Allah, we pray for unity and to make us stronger as a nation. O oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, please comfort and relieve all Muslims who are suffering and have suffered losses. O oh Allah, you are the all-powerful and the almighty. O oh Allah, we beg you to give us victory against the unbelievers. O oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we pray for the International Islamic Forum and Al-Fasl and Dhikr Halaqah. May you make it easy for us to establish many messages for your sake. May you bless the Islamic form and then fasli the dhikr halakah to be a beacon of to be a beacon of light for Islam throughout the world. And may you help us to finish building the new message soon and make it easy for us to do so. Wa sallallahu ala Sayyidina Muhammadan wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salamun ala al-mursani walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله سيدنا محمد رسول الله أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا محمد عبد الله ورسوله اللهم افتح علينا فتوح العارفين ووفقنا توفيق الصالحين وانفعنا اللهم بالقرآن والذكر الحكيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا من فضلك علما وتعليما يقربنا منك برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين 
Allahumma la sahla illa ma ja'altahu sahla wa anta ya hayyu ya qayyum taj'alul hazna idha shi'ta sahlan sahla Allahumma a'izna min shururi anfusina wa min sayyiati a'malina wa aslih lana sha'nana kullahu la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين آمين آمين أما بعد My dear respected brothers and sisters my dear murids السلام عليكم ورحمة الله تعالى وبركاته May the peace and blessings of God Almighty be with each and every one of you. And welcome once again to this special program coming to you from the Islamic Forum of Canada where we share with you this message of mercy from God Almighty to all of His creation. This is our daily broadcast. It starts at 7 p.m. Toronto time or Eastern time and it comes to you from your Zawiya here at the Islamic Forum. We thank you for joining us today for our broadcast and we hope you can join us every day at 7 p.m. for this special, blessed, sacred daily broadcast. And we kindly request you to reach out to others, to your family members, your relatives, your friends, and other Muslims you know, tell them about this program share the YouTube link with them, youtube.com forward slash Sheikh Faisal. Encourage them to watch the program. Inshallah, they'll benefit from the program and you will receive increased blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do remember to subscribe to the channel by clicking on the subscribe button. And next to the subscribe button, there's a bell icon. Click on the bell and select all for notifications so that you will be notified of all our programs. We also want to remind you to enter your information into the chat, uh, your name and the city where you're from, as well as your updates for the three uh, blessed projects that Allah subhanahu will bless you for so doing. We want to recognize uh, all our donors, those who donated today, yesterday, and before, all our donors. We remember them, we recognize them, we make special dua for them. All our donors, those who have donated financially to the Islam Forum, may Allah SWT bless them, bless their family, bless their loved ones, uh, answer all their dua. May Allah SWT enrich them many, many more times than what they donate to the Islamic Forum. Remember, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wa Alihi Wasallam says in the hadith, Ma naqasa malin bis sadaqa. Your wealth will never decrease because of spending it in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It will surely increase. The scholars have mentioned it, your wealth will not decrease, meaning that it will certainly increase. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant you barakah and blessing in your wealth because of spending in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so we make this special, special appeal to you to make a generous donation to the Islamic Forum. 
uh, uh, and you can do so by going to our website islamicforumonline.com to the donation page and you can select any of the various options we have the various things you could do donate for uh, the prophet sallallahu alaihi wa wasallam says man bana lillahi masjidan bana allahu lahu baytan fil jannah if you build a masjid for allah in this world allah will build for you a mansion a palace, a beautiful home in Jannah for you. Your dream home and beyond your dream home. Imagine that. Yes. Uh, so this is the opportunity we share with you that you would donate and donate generously to the Islamic Forum. I also want to share with you that our concern or interest in this program is your safety, your well-being, your health your protection, your afia, as the Prophet uh, mentions in the hadith, uh, praying to Allah subhanahu wa for afia. So that's one aspect. And secondly, your spirituality, your connection with Allah subhanahu wa your connection to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And we constant, constantly and continuously make dua for that, that Allah subhanahu wa will bless each and every one of you with, uh, with safety and spirituality. Also, we have the special uh, video lectures and video clips that have been prepared by our staff. The short video clips, uh, beautiful uh, subject matter, short so easy to listen to, to watch and to share with others as well. And then we also have the full length uh, lecture series on the seerah or life history of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. If you'd like to get copies of these uh, video clips and special video lectures, that our wonderful staff have prepared for you, please send us uh, your email address and your WhatsApp number if you have, uh, so that we can put you on our uh, various list for you to receive uh, the, the, the lectures, inshallah. So you send your email address to the email we use for this program, sheikhfaisal at gmail.com. <clears throat> and may Allah subhanahu wa bless you for so doing. I also want to remind you of the special projects we have. Firstly, the gratitude project uh, for you to express your gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa to live this life of gratitude. Secondly, the salawat project to recite salawat on the Prophet every day. And thirdly, the Quran project to recite at least one page of the Quran every day. These are the ongoing action items for you to engage in and we hope you do so inshallah and we do remember to enter your update in the chat for the uh, special projects. And now, our special lecture for tonight. May Allah subhanahu wa bless you. May Allah subhanahu wa keep you always in the shade of His mercy. Ameen. Audhu billahi samil alim min ash-shaytan ar-rajim bismillahi r-rahmani r-rahim alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa salatu wa salamu ala sayyidina muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in wa ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika la wa ashhadu anna sayyidina muhammadan abdullahi wa rasuluh 
اللهم افتح علينا فتوح العارفين ووفقنا توفيق الصالحين وانفعنا اللهم بالقرآن والذكر الحكيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا من فضلك علما وتعليما يقربنا منك برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين اللهم لا سهل إلا ما جعلته سهلا وأنت يا حي يا قيوم تجعل الحزن إذا شئت سهلا سهلا اللهم أعزنا من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا وأصلح لنا شأننا كله لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين آمين آمين أما بعد My dear respected brothers and sisters السلام عليكم ورحمة الله تعالى وبركاته May the peace and blessings of God Almighty be with each and every one of you. And welcome once again to this special program coming to you from the Islamic Forum of Canada, where we share with you this message of mercy from God Almighty to all of His creation. We continue our special lecture in this series, the theme of which is Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the greatest. That this claim that we make as part of the aqeed of Islam, that uh, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam is khayru khalqillah, the best of all the creation of Allah. So Prophet Muhammad, the greatest, the greatest personality ever, the greatest human being ever, the greatest individual to ever walk the face of this earth. The greatest person that ever lived. The greatest creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the Quran, وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَىٰ خُلُقٍ And you, O Prophet, are on an exalted standard of character. You, O Prophet, are on an exalted plane of existence. Yet again, and assuredly, you are placed high on the most glorious and exalted seat of character. That is, adorned with the Quranic morality and endowed with the character traits of Allah. وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَىٰ خُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ The Prophet ﷺ is of a tremendous nature, of sublime morals. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals in the Quran about the Prophet ﷺ. Verily, you have in the Messenger of Allah the perfect pattern of conduct, the perfect example, the perfect model. The Prophet ﷺ truly is the greatest. We mention several aspects of this outstanding personality of the Prophet ﷺ, which together makes him the greatest human being ever, the greatest personality ever. We want to share some of them with you today as we continue. 
uh, our reflections on this series of the Prophet Muhammad, the greatest. He was this great domestic leader. Domestic meaning in his home. So the great household master, the great husband, the great father, the great father-in-law, and so on. These roles that he played within the domestic sphere, sphere the, uh, within his household, the great household master, the great domestic leader. The prophet's household consisted of several wives and daughters. And so it, it had its challenge or challenges. The Prophet Ali established an important principle that he mentioned in his hadith. He says, Khayrukum, Khayrukum li ahlihi, wa ana Khayrukum li ahli. The best among you are those who are best in treatment to their family, their wives. And I am the best to my family, to my wives. So the Prophet established this amazing principle in how we behave in our homes. Under the, the leadership of this great husband, the Prophet ﷺ, in the way he dealt with all his wives, peace and calm was the prevalent feature in his household, disputes and quarrels being the exception. And that's amazing to achieve. As I said, a household that has its challenges but the Prophet, the Prophet was such an amazing husband that peace and calm was the norm, was the prevalent feature of that household. Quarrels and disputes being an exception to that. And the Prophet, even in those cases, would dealt with it in the best of way. The Prophet wasallam shared the household affairs with his wives, took part in it. He would help out uh, in, in his home, in, in Imam al-Bayhaqi, in Dalal al-Khayrat, uh, mentioned that the Prophet would mend his own shoes, for example, taking part in the activities of the household. He assisted his wives, his family, in doing whatever was requested of him. In an, uh, it's amazing how the Prophet was able to organize his, organize his time. He was very busy. He was the leader of Medina, leader of the Muslims. He was the messenger of Allah, responsible for so many people. Still, he would find time for his family, his home find time to share in the task at home. And so this beautiful hadith, khayrukum, khayrukum li ahlihi, it, it, it establishes a profound criteria, a rule of thumb 
a way to judge who can be successful or how is success and failure measured in one's life? How you treat your family. Khayrukum, khayrukum li ahlihi. Wa ana khayrukum li ahli. The, the best of you is the one who treats his family in the best way. And so this is the challenge for us now. The Prophet implemented this principle by example in his own life. He did this. This is why he is this great domestic leader, this great household master, this great husband, this great father. How he would treat others, how we treat others. And surely he established this principle by which people can be judged now, uh, whether they are successful or whether they fail in how they are as human beings. It's, it's a test of the humanity of the person, of the righteousness of the person, of the goodness of a person, how much a believer that person is how good a Muslim that person is, depending on how they treat their family. It is something that we should all be mindful of. Learn this from the Prophet For each one of you, how you behave in your homes, how you treat your spouses, how you treat your wives, your children, your parents, your siblings, and so on. Whatever niche you occupy in your family, ensure that you treat others well. And one of the things I wanted to remind you of is this litmus test for the greatness of a civilization. And, and by extension now, the greatness of an individual, a family, community, a society at a small level, the individual and family. Civilization, a nation, macrocosm level the microcosm level at the individual. How do you, what is the litmus test for the greatness of a civilization? And it is how that civilization would treat its minorities, its the, the, the weak segments, the underprivileged, the poor, the dispossessed, the weak people in society. How do you treat them? How does that nation, that civilization treat them? That is the litmus test for the greatness of a civilization. And in this way, Imam Ibn Khaldum in his Muqaddamah mentions this, that with this rule, this principle or guideline, the Islamic civilization treated its people in such an honorable respectable way, more than any other civilization before or after. When the Islamic civilization was the leading civilization of humanity, of the world, for close to nine centuries of our 14 centuries of our history, all those time, the leading civilization were the Islamic civilization. It treated its people, its minorities, in such a beautiful way such an honorable way, 
unheard of in history. There, there are many occasions, there are many occasions in the history of our civilization, Islam civilization, that non-Muslims preferred to be ruled by Muslims than their own because they knew that they would be treated properly, treated fairly. No one would take advantage of them. There are so many examples of this in the time of the Prophet in the time of the Khulafa, and in the time of the Khilafah afterwards. The Umawi, Abbasi, Uthmani, Khilafas. The, the Umayyad, the Abbasid, the Ottoman uh, civilizations and so on. That showed how we treated people. Today in society, many people are taken advantage of, the weaker people in society. They're treated in a bad way because of the color of their skin, for example. Treated, persecuted in a bad way. How, how can a superpower or a powerful nation lay claim to greatness if they behave in this manner? Also, and, and now the, the, the example of this is how we behave toward, towards others. We, we mentioned about a civilization, but the same principle applies to the individual, you as an individual in your home, how you treat the members of your family as a husband, as a father, how do you treat your family members, and so on and so forth. Each person in the family, you occupy your own niche, husband, wife, father, mother, children, brothers, sisters, parents, and so on. Each individual occupies special needs. How do you fulfill your duties and responsibilities in that way? The next principle I want to share with you is that you treat someone based on how you perceive them. If you perceive them to be an important person, you would treat them in that way. Important. If there's some, some important person that's coming to visit you at work or at home or in some gathering, let's say the prime minister of a country, president of a country, king, queen of a country, and so on, most important person in the country, they're coming to visit your city, or so you're invited to be there. You would prepare to look your best, to be your best, to behave your best, to appear in the best way possible at that gathering, at that function, because that person, you think that person is important. So you would prepare well in advance for that occasion to be part of that function, to welcome that important person. Because you think that that person is important, you perceive them as important, so you treat them as important. That is what you need to understand. And so, therefore, everyone you come in contact with, everyone you interact with, perceive that person as important. Think of them as important. Whether they're not, whether they are or not. Think of them as an important person, so you treat them as an important person. This is the way of the Prophet 
You know, for example, you, you meet uh, a non-Muslim at work or somewhere. Now, you can think of them as a non-Muslim or you can think of them as a potential Muslim. That is better. If you think of them as a potential Muslim, you would treat them well because they are potential Muslim. They may accept Islam. It's possible. So the way you perceive someone totally changes how you treat them. You see someone on the street with torn, dirty clothing and so on. You think that's a beggar. That's a homeless person or something. You, you treat them with disdain. People do that because of how you perceive them. But if you think of them as an important person, you would treat them in a nice way. And that's always best for you to treat people well. This is how the Prophet was. That he would, he would treat his sahabas, and there were thousands of them, each one of them, treat them in such a special way that each one of them felt as if he or she was a favorite companion of the Prophet That's miraculous, amazing. So this is how the Prophet in his household, how you treat people, interact with them, his wives, his daughters, his grandsons when they were born, uh, Imam Hassan, Imam Hussein, and so on. How you treat them in such a special way. Even though he was the most powerful person, the messenger of Allah, leader of a, a huge empire, great empire, even while he was alive, as uh, we mentioned before in the program, when he did his farewell Hajj, there were more than 100,000 Sahabas that went with him for Hajj. Sizable. Still, he would be this humble, simple person in his household, the great domestic leader, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The next point I want to share some reflections on, it's the great lover of humanity. The Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is the great lover of humanity, in fact, the greatest lover of humanity. This man, the Prophet who was chosen by Allah to be the messenger to all of humanity, the leader of all humanity, he was endowed by Allah with a great love for all people, black, white, brown, yellow, colored, doesn't matter. He was endowed with a love for everyone. He was given a love for all mankind without discrimination. Prophet Ali Let's look at Arabian society. The upper echelons of society, the Quraysh, treated them well. They honored him. For 40 years of his life, they respected him, honored him, gave him titles. They called him As-Sadiq Al-Amin, the truthful one, the trustworthy one. He was such a great person. They respected and honored him. Quraysh, the upper echelons of society, because of how he was, how he treated them, how he interacted with them. How he treated other people that were 
of low status in Meccan society. After he announced his prophethood 40 years of age, he received revelation from Allah SWT. He told the people that they should follow Islam, la ilaha illallah. And then there are those who accepted Islam. Sayyidina Bilal, how he treated Bilal. You know, this law for all of humanity without discrimination, the Prophet Sayyidina Bilal in Medina. He appointed Sayyidina Bilal anhu, as his mu'adhin to call the adhan. So Sayyidina Bilal is calling adhan. Made hijra to Medina. In, in Mecca, they couldn't do it because they were persecuted and so on. Medina. Called their man. Sayyidina Bilal had a speech defect. He could not pronounce the letter Sheen properly. Like to say, Ashhadu an la ilaha. Couldn't pronounce the letter Sheen properly. He would pronounce the Sheen like Seen. You say, Ashhadu and la ilaha instead of Ashhadu. So Sayyidina Bilal calls Adhan. The other people are there, the Arabs. Sayyidina Bilal, remember, he is a non-Arab. He is from Abyssinia. He calls Adhan and he's saying, Ashadu and la ilaha illallah. Ashadu and the Muhammad Rasulullah, like this, in the Adhan. So the others who can pronounce it better, they com coming to the Prophet complaining. They're saying that Sayyidina Bilal is not pronouncing the Adhan properly. That they should call the Adhan, they're offering. The Prophet said, no, Bilal will call the Adhan. He appointed him. No, and the Prophet knew this. He knew before appointing Sayyidina Bilal as the Muaddin that Sayyidina Bilal had this speech problem with letter Sheen. So they appointed him as, his, as the Muaddin. And when people come complaining, he says, no, he will continue to be the Muaddin. And he says in the famous hadith, he says, Seen Bilal Sheen. The scene of Bilal is Sheen. So when he's saying, Ashadun la ilaha illallah, you must hear it as, uh, interpret it as, Ashadun la ilaha illallah, like this. Subhanallah, look at this great lover of humanity without discrimination. Love them. Sayyidina Salman al-Farisi came to Medina, not an Arab, he came from Persia, searching a beautiful long journey to find the Prophet to find the truth. Sayyidina Bilal, Sayyidina Salman al-Farisi come, he loves the Prophet so much, accepted Islam, dedicated himself to Islam. And then one day, the Prophet made a statement about Sayyidina Salman. He said, that Sayyidina Salman min Ali Bayti, he is from my family. Elevating Sayyidina Salman to being from Ahlul Bayt, even though he's not, biologically he's not. He's from Persia. He's not related to the Prophet But his love for the Prophet caused him to be like this. Look at the love of the Prophet for humanity. Different people. 
Sayyidina Salman is honored in that way, treated as Ahlul Bayt. Prophet told him this. And it's an honor for us as well that your love for Rasulullah can cause you to be elevated, to be from among the family of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wa Alihi Wasallam. So the Prophet Alaihi is treating different people in different because of his love for them. Sayyidina Suhaib Rumi radiallahu anhu. Like this, how we treated him in a special way. Different people treating them in such a special way. Why? Because he was endowed with a given the gift of law for humanity. The greatest lover of humanity. This now is, we mentioned examples of those who followed him, the Sahabas. But even those who opposed him, he treated them in a special way. Treated them in a special way. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. On the farewell khutbah, which he delivered, the farewell hajj, khutbah to he says, among the great things, great statements in that khutbah, he says, there is no superiority for the Arab over the non-Arab. No privilege for the white over the black, nor the red over the yellow, except by righteousness. Righteousness. Illa bi taqwa. There is no privilege, no superiority based on the color of your skin, your race, your ethnic origin, those type of things, class and society and so on. None of that makes you better than the other person. It is only taqwa that distinguish, distinguishes you from another person. In akramakum indallahi atqakum, as Allah SWT reveals in Surah Al-Hujurat. The Prophet ﷺ established this important principle. And so, With this love for humanity, the Prophet ﷺ was able to change people, bring them towards him, helping them on their journey to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's example in Mecca, in those early days of prophethood, where there was an elderly person, an old lady, who lived uh, just on the side of the pathway that the Prophet would walk from his home to the Kaaba. And she was upset that, of what, that he was preaching Islam, uh, La ilaha illallah and so on, because the, the, the custom in Mecca was to worship idols and so on. So she didn't like this. She was, she was angry with him. And she used to collect her garbage and she, she knew by experience when the Prophet would walk from his home to go to the Kaaba in the morning. And she would, before he, he would pass, she'd throw the garbage in the pathway in front of her door. So he had, he had to walk through that. And she kept doing this. He, he never said anything. He was patient. Kept walking through that. It's, it's bad treatment. Uh, but he never said anything about it. He was patient. And then one day, he 
passed by her home and he didn't see any garbage in front of her home that he had to walk through. And he thought, he thought it unusual and he said maybe she is ill. So he went to her door, to her home to visit her, maybe she's ill. Look at the response of the Prophet. He didn't say, oh, Alhamdulillah, she, she didn't throw any garbage today, I'm okay today or whatever. She said maybe she's ill. So he's going to see her, visit her because she's ill. So he went to her door and when she saw him, she became anxious because she knew what she was doing for so many days. Bega became anxious, worried. And she asked why he came. He said, I didn't see any garbage in front of your home today. So I thought maybe you're ill. And so I came to see you if you're ill. A good gesture on the part of the Prophet. And in fact, she was ill on that day, she said. And that's the reason why she didn't throw out any garbage in front of the Prophet. But the response of the Prophet was such that she was touched by it. She was anxious initially because she, she knew what she was guilty of doing and maybe he came to, uh, to tell her something, to scold her. So, but no, he said he came to visit her that she's ill. He thought she's ill and she was ill and she was touched so much by this beautiful response of the Prophet that she accepted Islam. She took shahada. She said, you must be a prophet of Allah. Yes, she accepted Islam. Look at the Prophet this great lover of humanity, how he is treating people. His ultimate desire, goal, objective is to take them to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is what it is. It, it, it is of no concern to him what, how they're treating him, how they're treating him. His visit to Taif, we mentioned before, how he responded to the people when they treated him so badly. His ultimate, his ultimate concern is the good pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He says, if you are not angry with me, O Allah, fala ubali. I am not concerned with what people do to me, what they say to me. My concern is my relationship with you, O Allah. This is the Prophet this great lover of humanity, the greatest lover of humanity, that he can do so much for all of humanity and in fact all of creation. The Prophet this, this mercy for all of creation, the great lover of humanity. And certainly this greatest of all the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us to follow in his footsteps. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us to love him, to love the Prophet more and more. Every day of our lives more and more to get closer to him. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us with the shafa'ah, the intercession of the Prophet in all aspects of our affairs in this dunya and a great intercession in the akhirah. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us to be with the Prophet ﷺ, with the Ahlul Bayt, with the Sahabas, with the Awliya in genital firdaus, the highest level, levels of Jannah. Ameen. 
آمين آمين وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين وآخر دعوان الحمد لله رب العالمين والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله تعالى وبركاته أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن سيدنا محمد عبد الله ورسوله اللهم افتح علينا فتوح العارفين ووفقنا توفيق الصالحين وانفعنا اللهم بالقرآن والذكر الحكيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا من فضلك علما وتعليما يقربنا منك برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين آمين آمين أما بعد My dear respected brothers and sisters السلام عليكم ورحمة الله تعالى وبركاته May the peace and blessings of God Almighty be with each and every one of you. I want to share with you today the story of an outstanding Sahaba companion of the Prophet And he was the first to do certain things in Islam that we want to share with you. Among which he was the first Muslim to impose a boycott on the non-Muslims who were opposing and insulting the Prophet wasallam, the Quraysh in Mecca. He imposed a boycott on them. The first Muslim to do this, uh, this uh, precedent, and it was done, this boycott was imposed on the enemies of Islam who uh, insulted the Prophet in this particular case the Quraysh. Uh, in the time, in the lifetime of the Prophet The Sahaba is Thumama ibn Uthal, who was born in 580 AD. His father was Uthal al-Hanafi, and his mother was Hind al-Taghlabiyya. He was born in al-Yamama, in Central Arabia, and he belonged to the Banu Hanifa tribe and he died in Medina. In, in the sixth year after the Hijra, in 626 AD, the Prophet decided to expand the scope of his mission, his Dawah. The Dawah, as we've mentioned in previous uh, programs, had different phases or different stages. At the beginning, in those early years in Mecca, it was a secret Dawah because of the conditions that there were uh, so many people who uh, were opposing Islam, so the Prophet ﷺ restricted the 
da'wah, the invitation to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to Islam, at this time to be a secret one. And so he would meet with those uh, Muslims who had accepted Islam. They were few in numbers then. Uh, he would meet with them in the home of one of the companions, one of the Sahabas, Sayyidina Al-Arkam ibn Abil Arkam. And his home became known later on as Darul Arkam. Darul Arkam in Mecca. Uh, and the, the Prophet would meet secretly with the Sahabas and teach them with Islam, train them spiritually, and so on. Uh, it, it was a, a secret phase of the Dawah. And then after that phase, the public phase of Dawah uh, was started. And, and so the Muslims, as they grew in strength, would start publicly inviting people to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Prophet alayhi salam would, uh, would go to different places where people uh, were gathering, whether it's uh, at the Kaaba, and that was the, 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 the most popular location for the Dawah, and other places in Mecca, marketplaces and so on, where the public would be, and he would tell them about Islam. He would uh, engage in this pub public Dawah. And little by little, uh, a few people more and more started to enter Islam and accept, uh, took shahada, accepted the message of the Prophet And then they made hijrah to Medina. In, in Medina, in the, specifically now, in the sixth year after the hijrah, the Prophet expanded this public phase of da'wah to beyond the geographical boundaries of the Hijaz, the Arabian Peninsula. And he sent eight letters to rulers in the Arabian Peninsula and other places, inviting them to Islam. We talked previously about his letter to Caesar, the emperor of Rome, and to Khosrow, the king of Persia, and how they responded to it, and how what happened as a consequence to that in in our series on the consequences of insulting the prophet we've done before and 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 now in our lecture now i want to talk something about the concept of of boycott that the muslims imposing the boycott on the enemies of islam who were opposing the prophet who were insulting the prophet so one of the rulers that the Prophet sent this letter to, the letter of invitation to Islam. And the letter would start off by saying, from Muhammad, the messenger of Allah. He is the messenger of Allah, the Prophet to address this person, the emperor of Rome, and so on and so forth. So one of the rulers that received the Prophet sent the letter to was Thumama ibn Uthal. And Thumama ibn Uthal at that time was the leader, the chief of the Banu Hanifa tribe, which was based in Al Yamama in Central Arabia. And this is one of the most powerful tribes in that region. And so this person, Thumama, was a powerful leader. A powerful leader. And the, the, the Prophet Alihi Wasalam send a letter to him and his response was was arrogant 
to put it uh, in one word. He did not like the fact that uh, the Prophet who he did not believe in, and he heard was making problems and so on for Quraysh, he didn't like that. And, and he was so powerful that as a leader of the Banu Hanifa tribe, this huge, large tribe in Al-Yamama, Central Arabian region, that no one would dare oppose him or challenge his word. Like whatever he says, everyone in his tribe obviously would, would uh, obey him and follow it. Now, when Thumama received the letter from the Prophet ﷺ, he was consumed with anger and rage, and he rejected the letter. He refused to listen to this invitation to Allah from the Prophet ﷺ. And more than that now, this anger grew within him that he he had developed a strong desire, and he stated this publicly, a strong desire to kill the Prophet and end Islam once and for all, because he felt that if he can kill the Prophet he would finish Islam. This is how they would think in that way. When Quraysh were setting out on expeditions like Ghazwatul Ahzab or Ghazwatul Khandaq, this is what they were saying. Badr, when they said for Badr, they, they were, Allah SWT said they were so boastful uh, and proud and arrogant when they settled for Mecca, they want to finish off Islam. At different stages, this is what they feel they could do. And so, Thumama ibn Uthal felt this way, that he, would, he wants to kill the Prophet uh, and get rid of Islam. And so he waited and waited and he planned how he would do this. And as part of the events which took place after this now, was it, he came in contact with a group of Muslims who were passing by his place, Al-Yamama, and he killed them. He killed them. And the Prophet was uh, very upset and angry about this, that he, he would kill a, a group of companions. And then the Prophet declared him as wanted, made him wanted, like you know, make his, his blood halal, that any, any Muslim could kill him. This is what the Prophet declared. In, in the, the wild west of years ago, they would say wanted, dead or alive. It was like this. When the Prophet declared that his blood is halal, meaning that anyone can kill him. So this is what the Prophet decided because he had unjustifiably killed this group of Sahabas who were not attacking anyone or waging war anyone. They were just traveling in, and they happened to be in that area. Uh, he saw them, met them, and he killed them, his forces, because he's the chief of the tribe. He has an army of people. Uh, with him. And so the Prophet made his declaration, he is wanted, dead or alive, his blood is halal. Not long afterwards, this incident took place. Uh, Thumama ibn Uthal, he decided to perform Umrah. Now it was Umrah, Jahiliya style, because remember he's not a believer. 
Uh, he's following the pagan ways of the Arabs. But they used to do Umrah then, they used to do Hajj, but it was polluted with idolatry. It wasn't the pure Umrah and pure Hajj that the Prophet established afterwards. That at first it was established after the time of Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam in honor of him. And throughout the ages it became uh, misguided in what the Quraysh and the Arabs would do for Hajj and Umrah. Uh, it became part of their pagan practices. They are now sacrificing to their idols instead of to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they would do this. They would go uh, for Umrah, Hajj and so on in those uh, days of Jahiliyyah, but performing it in their way. Uh, in their way of honoring their idols and their gods and deities and so on. So he wanted to perform tawaf around the Kaaba and sacrifice to the idols of the Kaaba. That's his Umrah. So he left Al-Yamama, his hometown, or the region where he lived and where Banu Hanifa, his tribe was, to go to Mecca. And the, the route that everyone would travel in those days would pass near to Medina. Even up to now, when people are going by land from uh, Riyadh and other places in Central Arabia, Najd region and so on, they, to go to Mecca, they would pass by Medina to go to Mecca. And as, as he was passing near Medina, an incident took place, and he had not anticipated this. He never thought this would happen. Uh, there were groups of, of Muslims patrolling the different areas of Medina and the outlying areas of Medina on the lookout for strangers or anyone intent on causing trouble. And one of these groups came upon Thumama and captured him. He was a stranger to them. So they're looking for strangers. And, but they, didn't, they did not know who he was. They captured him. They didn't know who he was. And they took him to Medina. And in the masjid, they tied him to one of the columns of the masjid. He's a captive now of the Muslims. And they waited for the Prophet himself to question the man and decide what should be done with him. Now, thereafter, the Prophet was about to enter the masjid and he saw this captive there that was captured, tied to one of the columns, uh, but he recognized him. He saw this, he saw Thumama. And so he asked his companions, do you know whom you have taken? They said, no, O Messenger of Allah. And the Prophet says, this is Thumana ibn Uthal al-Hanafi. And the Prophet said, you have done well in capturing him. Because the Prophet knew who he was. This powerful man, the, the leader, the chief of the Banu Hanifa tribe, one of the most powerful tribe in the entire region. And to capture their chief now, it's a, it's a great thing. The Prophet recognized that. So he said, you've done well. He did not enter the masjid. He returned home, the Prophet and he said to his family, get what food you have and drink water and send it to Thumama ibn Uthal. He, he's, the Prophet uh, decided to treat him well. 
the Prophet he would he know he knew things. Uh, how he would treat people, and so Thumama uh, ibn Uthal, the Prophet decided to be hospitable to him, even though he had killed a group of companions. The Prophet also ordered that his camel would be milked for him. The milk from his camel would be given to Thumama. Al-Qaswa, the, the famous camel of the Prophet And all this was done before the Prophet met with Thumama and, 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 and before he had spoken with him. He made sure that he was treated well. Still a captive, still tied to the column to prevent him from escaping, running away. But he was treated well, given proper food from the house of the Prophet himself, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And, and so this is being done and the Sahabas are observing this, that the Prophet is sending his own food for Thumama ibn Uthal and the milk from his own camel. So it means something to the Sahabas. They're seeing this good treatment, hospitable treatment for Thumama. The Prophet then, after he'd, uh, Thumama had eaten, drank the milk and so on, the Prophet approached Thumama and he was hoping to encourage him to become a Muslim. The Prophet wanted this. So he says, what do you have to say for yourself? There's a Prophet asking Thumama, what do you have to say for yourself? Thumama responded, if you want to kill me in, in reprisal, in revenge, you can have someone of noble blood to kill. Because Thumama is of noble blood, he's nobility, he's a powerful leader, he's the chief of the Banu Hanifa tribe from that entire region of Al-Yamama, powerful, uh, in that entire region. So he said, if you want to kill me in reprisal, meaning uh, uh, reprisal, revenge for what I, I did, I killed your companions, then you can have someone of noble blood to kill. If out of your bounty, the second thing he says, if out of your bounty you want to forgive me, I shall be grateful. Right, second thing. Third thing he says, if you want money in compensation for freeing me, I shall give you whatever amount you ask for. Because wealth is not uh, an issue for him. He's the chief of this great powerful tribe. So he, he owns the wealth of his entire tribe and so on. So if you want money, I can give you money. So the three things, that's what he said when the prophet asked him, what do you have to say for yourself? The Prophet then left him for two days. But still, every time he's sending him food and drink and milk from his camel, Al-Qaswa, the special camel of the Prophet camel, His camel in the dunya and his camel in the akhir in Jannah. Al-Qaswa will be the camel of the Prophet in Jannah. So it's a great honor for this prisoner, captive, to be treated like this way. And the Sahabas are noticing this 
And they're obviously influenced by this also, that you know, the prophet is treating him in a special way. So he left him, the prophet, two days, sending him food, drink, milk, and so on. Then the next day, the prophet went back to him and, and made it, asked the same question. What do you have to say for yourself? Expecting that maybe he would say that he lacks of Islam. But Thumama repeated the same thing he said on the first day. The second day, he's saying the same thing. All right, three things. If you want to kill me in reprisal, revenge for what I did, to kill, killing your companions, then you can have someone of noble blood to kill. In me, he's noble blood. That's what you, you, if you want to do. Secondly, if out of your bounty you want to forgive, I shall be grateful to you. If you forgive me. Or, if you want money in compensation to free me, I'll give you whatever amount you ask for. He repeated the same thing. The prophet left. He went, he went away. So keep giving him food throughout the day, whenever you want, whatever you want. And then the next day, the prophet came back again and asked the same question. What do you have to say for yourself? What do you have to say for yourself? And Thumama repeated the same thing he said before the two previous days, the three things, that if you do this, this, well, three things. Then the Prophet ﷺ turned to his companions and said, Utlukuhu, free him, set him free, set him free. Prophet didn't ask him for anything. Set him free. He doesn't have to pay any compensation and so on and so forth. Right? Set him free. So Thumama then left Masjid al-Nabawi, the Masjid of Prophet ﷺ. Remember, he is in Rauda, uh, Rauda Sharifa, in the Masjid, held as a captive for this time. But he's observing five times a day that's prayer going on there. He's observing how the Sahabas are behaving towards the Prophet ﷺ. How the Prophet is treating them, ﷺ. Rajallahu anhum. The Prophet is leading the prayer, how they are coming and pray five times a day. He's seeing that. He's right there at the back of the masjid, tied, you know, tied to one of the pillars of the masjid to prevent it from escaping. So all through this time that he's a captive, he's seeing the, the, the way of the sahabas, how they're praying. And not only five times they fart salah, uh, they would pray many hours in prayer. The Prophet and the sahabas, like this. So he's observing this. So then the Prophet let, uh, set him free. He went away. He left the masjid. And he, he rode on his horse until he came to a, a palm grove on the outskirts of Medina, near Al-Baqiyah. And Al-Baqiyah then, on the outskirts of Medina it was, in those days. Now it's part of Medina. And it was a, 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 a very... Fortile place with lots of vegetation. Later on, it became the cemetery, Al-Baqiyah, for the Muslims. And that's a, that's a, a unique cemetery. Uh, it has more companions than any other cemetery anywhere in the world, Al-Baqiyah. It has great awliya, because even from the time of the Prophet, it was a cemetery. It became a cemetery for the Muslims to be buried there. And it grew, it expanded as more and more people passed away and 
uh, were buried there, Al-Baqiyah. It's a blessed place, the most blessed cemetery. Because there are more Sahabas there, more Tabi'een there, more awliya than any place in the world. So he, he went that way. At that time, it was not a cemetery. When Thumam went there, it was a forte place, palm grove, and so on. And he watered his camel. He washed himself. And then, instead of continuing to his homeland, to Al-Yamama, because he's granted freedom now by the Prophet he turned back. He turned back and he made his way back to Medina, went to Masjid al-Nabawi. This is on his own. He's going back to the place that he was held as a captive. Even though he's now free, he went back there. He went to the Masjid and before a congregation of the Muslims, he said, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna Muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluhu. I bear witness that there is no God but Allah, and I bear witness that Muhammad is his servant and messenger. That's what he did. Subhanallah. Then he went to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Went to the Prophet Sallallahu and he said something amazing. He said, O Messenger of Allah, by Allah, there was never on this earth a face more detestable to me than your, yours before this day. There was no face more hated by me than your face before this day, before this moment, when he returned back to the masjid. But now, your face is the dearest face of all to me. This is what he said. He took shahada, became a Muslim, and look how he was transformed. And he went to the Prophet and he told the Prophet this. That before this day, I hated you. You were the one I hated most. I wanted to kill you. Because that's what he was publicly saying before. Everyone knew that. But now he came, subhanAllah, he saw the Prophet and he changed. He said, your face now is the dearest face to me in all of this world. And then he said as well, Thumama said, I have killed some of your men. I am at, at your mercy. Whatever you want to do, you can do to me. This is what he said, subhanAllah. The Prophet replied, he said, there is now no blame on you, O Thumama. No blame, no blemish on you. There is no blame, no blemish on you because becoming a Muslim wipes out past actions and marks a new beginning. This is what the Prophet told him, that he's concerned of that he killed so many people before, but the Prophet said, you've accepted Islam now and you've been granted forgiveness for everything that came before. That is what taking shahada does for a person. They take shahada, they accept Islam, become a Muslim, and all their past sins are forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is what the Prophet told Thumama. 
that you've accepted Islam now and you, you're forgiven all your sins. So then he left Medina. He, he went to Mecca first and then went back to Al-Yamama, his homeland, to Banu Hanifa's tribe. There, there are some things that took place in Mecca, like after this meeting with the Prophet and he took Shahada. There's some other things. I'll mention it in uh, an upcoming lecture, inshallah. But I want now to go to, to the story of Thumama when he went back to his tribe in Al-Yamama, to the Banu Hanifa tribe. When he went back there, and uh, among the things he told the Prophet is that he would defend the Prophet he would use all his resources to support and defend the Prophet when he was in Medina before he made his promise to the Prophet. So he went back to Yamama, to his tribe, his people, Banu Hanifa. But now, as a Muslim, he accepted Islam, he took Shahad, he became Muslim. So he's gone back to his tribe. He left as a kafir and unbeliever to go for Umrah, Jahiliya style. Now he's returning as a Muslim. And Al-Yamama was known to be a fertile land, producing much food and produce and vegetable and fruits and wheat and grains and so on to supply much of the Arabian Peninsula. Uh, Mecca was a dry, arid land. They didn't produce their, uh, grow their food because they, they the, the landscape of Mecca would not uh, support vegetation. And the Banu Hashim tribe was the main food supplier to Mecca. Mecca had to import their food. They could not do it from other places like Bilad Sham to the north, too far to go there and bring back fresh, fresh food, vegetables and so on to Mecca nor to South Yemen, Abyssinia. So Yaman, Al-Yamama was the place for them that they would get their food supplies from. And so Mecca depended on the Banu Hanifa tribe for its food supplies. And what Thumama ibn Uthal, Sayyidina, Sayyidina Thumama ibn Uthal, he's a Muslim now, this great Sahaba, he declared a boycott on Mecca. He stopped supplying them with all food and all wheat and all grains, fruits, vegetables. So imagine, he's boycotting them now because they are insulting and opposing the Prophet This is what Quraysh were doing. He then became the first person, Sayyidina Thumam ibn Uthal, to impose a boycott on the people who were insulting and opposing the Prophet In this case, the Quraysh of Mecca. Subhanallah, the first to do this. And this was the first boycott imposed on, on anyone in the history, history of Islam because they opposed and they insulted the Prophet This boycott had severe effects on life in Mecca. Food became short in supply, became scarce. Prices for food began to rise, uh, that it became uh, non-affordable. It was not affordable to poor people especially. 
And even the rich people who had money to buy food, there was not, there was short supply, the scarcity of food. And hunger began to bite in Mecca. Shortage of food because of the boycott that Sayyidina Thumama ibn Uthal, radiallahu anhu, imposed on Mecca. There was even fear of death among the Quraysh. They're feeling they would die out of hunger and so on. And all of this was done by one man, Sayyidina Thumama ibn Uthal. He accepted Islam, he's the leader of his tribe, and he, he made this decision. Look at the wisdom of the Prophet that how he treated him. And Sayyidina Thumama accepted Islam of his own. He made his own decision. He was freed by the Prophet. He left the masjid. He could have gone back, a free man, to his tribe, but he came back to accept Islam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted khair, wanted goodness for Thumama. And he caused these events to unfold in his life. That he did, he did all of these things. And this boycott of the enemies of Islam took place during the lifetime of the Prophet During the lifetime of the Prophet It was such an amazing thing. There, there are some more amazing things about the life of Sayyidina Thumama. Ibn Uthal, radiallahu anhu, that inshallah we pray Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us tawfiq to share it with you again. But I wanted to focus on this particular aspect after going through uh, his life story and then the boycott. What he did, what he did to impose that boycott on Quraysh that really weakened them, weakened them. And we talk some more of the consequences of that. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless Sayyidina Thumam Ibn Uthal. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raise from the ranks of the ummah today those who will follow in his footsteps to strengthen this Muslim ummah and to defend the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa to defend the honor of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa and to promote the memory of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa and spread this message of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us uh, to be part of uh, those, this, uh, those who would defend the honor of the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless each and every one of you. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in wa akhir da'wan alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuhu. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Inshallah, our special uh, dua for uh, uh, today. Um, first of all, I want to Shukran. I want to thank all those who participated in. Uh, Jum'ah today, uh, those of you who joined us online today for Jum'ah, we hope inshallah that it was beneficial for you here at Islam Forum. It was, uh, it was an amazing experience uh, for us here. Uh, the the Jum'ah has taken on a greater significance, a greater meaning for us uh, 
uh, in, in the, these times when uh, not many people uh, are allowed to go to the masjid because of the reduced numbers. Like now, uh, we are functioning at 30% capacity in terms of our audience that we are allowed to have here at Islamic Forum. In, in many places, it's uh, the same or even less. Uh, and this is why I say Juma has taken on uh, more meaning and significance for us. Sometimes when you're blessed with uh, a particular bounty or grace from Allah SWT, you don't uh, value that bounty or grace. But when you lose that bounty or grace, it, then you start missing it, you start valuing it more. And the lesson for us is that when uh, we are able to do good deeds, to do something good, we should do that as much as we can. Don't neglect it, don't be heedless about it, but embrace it and do, and do as much of it as you can, the good deeds, the, the blessings from Allah SWT, because uh, no situation lasts forever. It comes and it goes. Uh, so, uh, Jummah, we thank Allah SWT that we were able to pray Jummah today and I hope inshallah you can join us every week for Jummah online. Uh, 1 p.m. Toronto time we start our broadcast uh, for Jummah. So wherever you are, you can uh, be praying Jummah with us. And also I want to remind you of the Jummah appeal we made last night and today at Jum'ah, and now tonight, uh, final appeal for Jum'ah, that uh, you, if you have not done so as yet, to donate something for Jum'ah, you can do this after we conclude our program soon. And to do so, you, very simply, you just go to the website, or website islamicforumonline.com, and you go to the donation page, and then you select Jum'ah appeal, click on that button, and you're able to make your donation. The, the recommended uh, method of donation, it's the Interact e-transfer. Uh, when you go to our website, you, you can do so, inshallah. Uh, because uh, the other forms of donation, PayPal and so on, there's a service charge that we have to pay. Um, whereas for the Interact e-transfer, it's much less so most of what you donate will come to the Islam Forum when you do it through the e-transfer. I wanted to alert you to that. So if, you have, if you're able to use the e-transfer, uh, in interact e-transfer option, then that is the preferred option for your donations, inshallah. It's, it's, it's much better. Um, for the the, our donors, and we make the offer, all of them, those who donated today and yesterday and before, that Allah SWT bless all of them, uh, including uh, Sister Brenda Williams from uh, Harlem, New York, uh, Sister Abid and Sister Shamayla, Brother Azfar Ali from Improsol, Sister uh, Khatul bin Zamanadim from Seattle, Washington. Uh, Brother Tahir Chowdhury and family from Connecticut. Brother Akram Mohanlal and Sister Shaniza Mohanlal and the entire Mohanlal family for their donation. Uh, Sister Bibi Khan.
for her donation, Siti Hawa Vivian uh, from Los Angeles, California. Sister Zairul and family from Toronto. Sidi Saad Mohammed and family from Shelbourne, Ontario. Uh, Siti Yasmin Ahmed from Queens, uh, New York in the United States. Sidi uh, Mahmoud Al Hassan from St. John's, Newfoundland where his donation, City Sophia Pessoa from Miramar, uh, Florida, United States for her donation, inshallah. And for the Juma appeal, we also want to thank uh, Sister Abid and Sister Shamila for the Juma appeal, uh, Sister Ghazala Razi, and uh, Sister Abid and Shamila from Manchester, United Kingdom, Sister Ghazala Razi from Brampton for the Juma appeal. Uh, and also, uh, once again, uh, Brother Tahir Chowdhury from Connecticut, uh, he signed on to the monthly donation to donate something every month. Uh, so that's a once a month donation, the monthly donation, inshallah. But it's, it's a wonderful way to gain that special blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sometimes you, you, you do a donation and shortly thereafter, uh, a week after, two weeks or a month after, you forgot about it, but Allah subhanahu wa remembers it. Allah subhanahu wa records it for you. It's never forgotten. You will get your reward for that. Uh, Sidi Abrar Mufti from United Kingdom for the monthly donation. Sidi Shaliza Yaqub and the Yaqub family for the monthly donation. Uh, Brother Riaz Usman Ali for the monthly donation, the Islamic Forum. City Denise one, uh, City Mariam uh, from Rochdale uh, in the United Kingdom for the monthly donation to the Islamic Forum. City Saliha Khan for the monthly donation to the Islamic Forum. Uh, Brother Asif Hassan, Brother Asif Hassan for the monthly donation to the Islamic Forum. And this is also a new uh, profile set up by Brother Asif, just like Brother. Tahir Chowdhury, Brother Asif Hassan, uh, for the monthly donation. He signed up for that, inshallah. This is wonderful. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless Brother Asif Hassan and his family. Also, we want to thank uh, Sister Farah Wahid Khan uh, from Brampton for her donation for the new Masjid Building Fund. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless her, bless her family for her generous donation to the Islamic Forum. We thank you very much, Sister Farah Khan. We also want to thank, uh, once again, Siti Khatul bin Zamanuddin for the Jummah uh, donation, for the Jummah appeal. Uh, Palawasha Mutahidi from Pickering and the Mutahidi family for the uh, Jummah donation. Brother Akhtar Sheikh and family from Brampton for the Juma donation. Sister Shaquille Majid from Pembroke Pines in Florida for the Juma donation. Uh, Brother Azam Khan from Mississauga for the Juma donation. Uh, Sister Habiba Nuruddin from Lawrenceville in Georgia, United States for the Juma donation. Sidi Arshia. Uh, from Los Angeles, California for the Juma donation.
Brother Asif Hassan from Brampton for the Juma donation. Uh, Brother Muhammad Shah, sorry, Muhammad Yaqub Mia for the Juma donation. We thank uh, Brother Muhammad Yaqub Mia and family from Upper Derby in Pennsylvania in the United States. Alhamdulillah. Uh, Sister Brenda Williams, again from Harlem, New York, for the Juma donation. Uh, Sister Shamina Owen and family for the Juma donation. So these are all the Juma donation. Now we thank all those who responded and we hope inshallah you can respond tonight for the Juma donation to make a need to donate something for Juma. The best day of the week, the best occasion of the week to donate is Juma. Uh, you're rewarded more than the other six days of the week. So uh, very virtuous uh, to donate for Juma. So that's why we have the Juma appeal on the website that you can gain those blessings. It's a great opportunity to gain blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also, once again, we thank Brother Tahir Chowdhury from Connecticut for his donation. Uh, Brother Muhammad Ibrahim Wali Muhammad from Fairfax, Virginia for his donation to the Islamic Forum. Sidi Imran Durani for his donation to the Islamic Forum. Siti Halima Khan uh, for the monthly donation to Islam Forum. Siti Naim Ali for the monthly donation to Islam Forum. Uh, Brother Fahad Karar for the monthly donation. Brother Hassan Mahmoud for the monthly donation to Islam Forum. Sister Kauthar Umar for the monthly donation to Islam Forum. Siti Amir Akhtar for the monthly donation to the Islamic Forum. Sister Hina Siddiq and family from Brampton for the monthly donation to the Islamic Forum. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless all of them. Um, also, uh, Sister Taslima Ismail for her donation to Islam, for the monthly donation to the Islamic Forum. Uh, Sister Zahirul and family for the monthly donation to the Islamic Forum. Sidi Adil Iqbal from Manchester for the monthly donation to the Islamic Forum. And once again, Sidi Khatul bin Zamanuddin from Seattle, Washington, for her donation to the Islamic Forum. Uh, these are some of the names we want to recognize uh, today and to make dua for all our, for all our donors. All, all of the, those that you mentioned, those that we didn't mention, we include everyone uh, in our dua, inshallah. There are some requests for dua as well. Uh, well, first of all, I also want to recognize the sponsors for today's dinner program, the admin staff, or staff here at the Islam Forum, they, they, they came together to sponsor the dinner tonight. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless them. Also, Sister Ruxana Begum, we make dua for her and for her family, and especially for her mother who's ill, Sister Kohinoor Begum, we make dua for her, inshallah. Uh, Siti Ullah Rahman uh, from Toronto, requesting dua for Sister Rose, uh, from Brampton, uh, it's her birthday today. So we want to uh, wish Sister Rose a happy birthday. Uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless her on this occasion for birthday. And also Sister Abin and Shamayla requesting dua. We make dua for all of them, inshallah. And uh, Sister Zairul, this week her birthday, we remember her as well. 
And we want to make special love for C.D. Jamil Chowdhury from New York. C.D. Jamil Chowdhury from New York, who is ill, we make the offer is Shifa, uh, special love for Shifa. And one of the things um, I want to mention to uh, C.D. Jamil, or C.T. Yasmin, or C.T. Sadia, whoever is looking at the program, inshallah, that uh, the Fatiha Wadifa is what I recommend that you start doing immediately, inshallah, from tonight, which is uh, the, the, you take a glass or half a glass of water, whatever you're able to drink, and you recite Surat Al-Fatiha seven times, and blow, blow in that water three times and drink the water. When you drink the water, you recite Bismillahi Shafi, and you drink that water. Uh, and for the Fatiha, you recite with one Bismillah at the beginning, and then you start from Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, Walla Dalin Amin, and repeat from Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, Walla Dalin Amin seven times. So one Bismillah at the beginning, Bismillah Rahim, and then seven times recite Surah Fatiha. And each recitation, you do it in one breath. You do it in one breath. So you say Bismillah Rahim, and then for Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, to Walla Dalin Amin, one breath, in the following way. Bismillahi Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, Rahman Rahim, Maliki, Yawmidini, Iyak, and Abudu, Iyak, and Istainu, Hadina, Sirat, Mustaqim, Sirat, Aladin, and Amtalahim, Rayul, Moglubi, Alayhim, Waladolin, Amin. In this way, and then you continue from, uh, from Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen to Waladolin, Amin. Uh, repeat it seven times. If you have to do it in one breath, you do that. If not, then alhamdulillah, you still recite it. The bark is there. Uh, you blow three times in the water and you drink it. So this should be done every day. You do it now and then in the morning, when you wake up before eating or drinking anything, you, you do this. Uh, half a glass of water or a full glass of water, depending on how much you can drink. And you, you recite the fatiha seven times, blow inside and drink that water. It has great benefits of shifa, of cure. And, and then you can repeat this process now as often as you can throughout the day. That you, you keep doing this. Seven times fatiha, uh, blown in the water, drink it. When you, the food that you're eating, lunch or dinner, seven times fatiha, blown it, you eat it uh, in this way. And it has great shifa for you. You're using any medication. Uh, before you take your medication, you recite your fatiha seven times, blown it, and then drink that the tablet or whatever medication you're taking in this way. This is very uh, a tested way of the awliya. They will do this and it grants great shifa, great shifa. So uh, I, I want to recommend this for all of you and especially for Sidi Jamil Chowdhury who's not feeling well, we make the offer his shifa that Allah subhanahu wa can grant him shifa and taman, a full and speedy recovery from his illness. We also want to include in dua today for uh, each and every one of you, whatever dua you would like to make, we uh, include uh, that dua. So you, you make your niyyah for whatever dua you want to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for, put that in your heart and we'll make dua for you based on your niyyah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept it, inshallah. And then there the several other requests for dua that we mentioned. Uh, we include that, inshallah, and uh, for Sidi Jamil once again, we make special love for him, Sidi Jamil Chowdhury from New York, and uh, for the, I, I also want to include in dua uh, my entire family, my wife and children, entire family, my sisters and their family, and especially my mom and dad, I want to include them in dua. 
inshallah. And if you have some time when you make your dua, please mention them in dua. May Allah bless you for so doing. So kindly raise your hands and join me in dua uh, as we uh, complete, we, we, we bring our program to an end with dua, inshallah, on this blessed day. May Allah bless you. Allahumma ameen. أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إن كنا من الظالمين لا إله إلا الله الحليم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم إنا نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم اللهم لا تدع لنا ذنبا إلا غفرت ولا هما إلا فرجت ولا دينا إلا قديت ولا مريضا إلا شفيت ولا مريضا إلا شفيت ولا ميتا إلا رحمت ولا ميتا إلا رحمت ولا حاجة من حوائج الدنيا والآخرة هي لك رضا إلا قديتها برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار وارخنا الجنة مع الأبرار يا عزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله سيدنا محمد رسول الله اللهم آمين 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 Allah subhanahu increase us in tawfiq and kubul and ziyada. As we bring our program to an end today, I want to thank each and every one of you for watching the program today and for all your support of the work that we are doing. We pray that you can be with us every day tomorrow, 7 p.m. The program starts, inshallah, and every day at 7 p.m. Toronto time. So we hope you can join us uh, for our program every day. Rearrange your schedule that you're able to do that, inshallah. And please tell others, your family members, your relatives, your friends, other Muslims you know, tell them about the program so they can join the program as well. Uh, and uh, remember to subscribe to the YouTube channel, the same YouTube channel. By you subscribe to the channel by clicking on the subscribe button. And then next to the subscribe button, there's a bell icon. Click on the bell and select all for notifications so that you'll be notified of all our programs, inshallah. We have uh, special releases now, special video, the, uh, the, the special video that the, the staff has prepared for you. And then the Sira series, video lectures, special uh, lectures on the Sira that the staff has prepared for you, that and more on the YouTube channel. So once you subscribe, you'll be informed about these things. And then also we are emailing to you the, uh, the special link for these different new releases uh, that uh, we're having. So uh, 
you send us your email address uh, and we'll add you to the list, inshallah. You can send email address to the email that we are using for this program, sheikhfaisal at gmail.com, inshallah. So uh, we, we kind of request you to do that. We pray Allah SWT protect you and protect your loved ones, your family from the coronavirus pandemic, uh, from all sources of harm. May Allah SWT keep you safe uh, in the best of well-being and in afia. Uh, the great blessing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala promises that the Prophet told us about afiyah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you afiyah in all aspects of your life. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep you in the shade of His mercy always. So until we meet again, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuhu.